Hi, I'm Sinead, the Princess Guide. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'm so happy you're here. In case you don't know me, I'm a qualified mental health professional, life coach, and book author. If you'd like to get an autographed copy of one of my books, or if you'd like to schedule a personal session with me, all the information is in the description box. Now, let's talk about life. They say it's the season of love, and all year I've been saying loving you in 2022. Every time I say it, I hear that song. Loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. And everything I do is part of loving you. While you probably know that I'm a big believer in loving yourself first, Romantic love is in the spotlight right now with Valentine's Day being upon us. I know some of you are feeling the love while others of you are down in the dumps. Trust me when I say that I can relate, mostly to the last scenario. I had single friends in 2014 who started showcasing their hatred for the Valentine's Day holiday on social media a week in advance. I didn't think they hated the day as much as they hated being alone on the day and not getting to participate like everyone else. I felt the same way for most of my life. I was thinking the other day about it and even having been married twice, I've only celebrated Valentine's Day with a man seven times during my existence. That isn't even 20% y'all. I have felt like I was standing at a window watching everyone else being happy and having fun while I was not allowed to join the party. I dated a guy once who told me early on that he didn't like Valentine's Day, nor did he participate. I'm not stupid. <laughs> and I knew he was just using that as an excuse to not do something for me. I wish I would have listened to myself and left there and then. But I stuck around to see how cruel he could really be. After spending most of my life not getting any attention and watching everyone else get flowers and candy at school, work, and the college dorms, it's important to me to have those things now, no matter how silly it may seem to others. Most women would probably agree with me if they were really being honest with themselves. Apparently, my Mr. Wrong wasn't alone in how he felt. ABC News reported in 2007 that a Yahoo survey found people go crazy, my word, between the December holidays and Valentine's Day and were more than twice as likely to consider breaking up with the person they were seeing, a reason why I wasn't given. In 2020, AskMen.com reported on a survey conducted about Love Day, quote, experts at eMediHealth surveyed an even split of 2,200 men and women to find out exactly what each expects from their partners this Valentine's Day. The survey also uncovered just how lonely single folks are when the romantic holiday rolls around, and the outcome is somewhat surprising, end quote. The survey found that 55% of men and women were neutral meaning they didn't care about being alone on Valentine's, while 22.5% felt a little sad about not participating. Researcher Gunny Scarfro, writing for Fox News in 2019, shared the findings of her research, and it doesn't necessarily align with the findings from the eMedi Health Survey. 
quote, unfortunately, according to a survey of 692 people across the country and dozens of interviews my research partner and I conducted last year, many Americans feel isolated, surrounded by people in their lives, but feeling that no one truly sees them. By the numbers, our findings are chilling, she wrote. Quote, 45% of Americans reported dreaming of deep emotional connections with others, only to wake up with nobody in their real lives with whom to share those kinds of connections. Almost 30% report that they are unsatisfied with their ability to open up to people they enjoy being around, she shared. Sadder still, 8% of respondents reported that they do not have a single close friend. I have conversations with men online all the time, and these numbers sound about right to me. We're all just broken people, and I believe the COVID-19 lockdown has exacerbated any and all mental health and psychological issues people have. I've seen many people self-medicating loneliness with alcohol and isolation. While substance use is a short-term fix to help you forget, in the long term, it creates avoidance and doesn't solve the problem. As I'm always writing about, going to the kingdom within and doing the internal work is the only positive solution. If you're spending Valentine's Day alone this year, I will reiterate what I wrote in my book, The Princess Guide to Loving Yourself First. Quote, I used to think that the only way a gift mattered was if it was given by someone I loved. I now realize that giving gifts to myself in love is just as important and it comes with no strings or expectations attached. If you long for someone to give you your favorite flowers, go buy some for yourself or plant them in a pot so that you can have them near you most of the year. Do things now that make you happy and show positive love for yourself." End quote. I had someone write to me in 2015 expressing her struggle and getting over being cheated on. I've been there. Infidelity has ended relationships during my lifetime. After I found out, one of the first questions I asked was, what did I do wrong? Now that I've lived life for a little while, I've come to realize that it had nothing to do with what I could have done differently to prevent my person from cheating. That was their choice to make. But it had everything to do with me neglecting another relationship. The key for me to heal after such devastation was working on the most important relationship of all, the relationship I have with myself. I believe that all relationships are meant to reflect, enhance, and expose the relationship we have with ourselves. Movies like Jerry Maguire tell us that we're not whole and we need a spouse to complete us. Stories like Beauty and the Beast tell us if we try hard enough, are good enough and love just the right way, we can change any difficult person into a royal who will love and cherish us. It goes against everything the fairy tales in Hollywood tells us, but when we can truly learn to love and cherish ourselves first, then all other relationships in our lives will be enhanced. There was a time in my life when I was regularly practicing good self-care which promoted great healing and internal growth in my life. I looked and felt positively and optimistically about my life, and I had an overwhelming peace about my present and my future. Then, 
I fell in love with someone and it all stopped. I stopped doing what worked for me to not make someone else feel uncomfortable, but the end result was losing the progress I had made. Dr. Wayne Dyer often talked about how you can't go outside yourself looking for what's missing. It's like looking for your car keys in the front yard under the streetlights when you lost them inside the dark house. So, how do you start falling in love with yourself? In her book, The Language of Letting Go, Melanie Beattie explained, quote, Of all the recovery behaviors we're striving to attain, loving ourselves may be the most difficult and the most important. We can begin giving ourselves the loving, respectful treatment we deserve, end quote. That sounds really good in theory, but how do you actually do that? Beattie offers these suggestions. Number one, instead of criticizing ourselves, we can tell ourselves we performed well enough. Number two, we can wake up in the morning and tell ourselves that we deserve a good day. Number three, we can make a commitment to take good care of ourselves throughout the day. Number four, we can recognize that we're deserving of love. Number five, we can do loving things for ourselves. Number six, we can love other people and let them love us. She goes on to give a checklist of what people who truly love themselves do and do not do. Let's make this an exercise. First, answer these for yourself. Then, answer them for the prominent people in your life, especially a romantic partner if you have one. People who truly love themselves do not become destructively self-centered. People who truly love themselves do not abuse others. People who truly love themselves do not stop growing and changing. People who truly love themselves do love themselves well and learn to love others well. People who truly love themselves do continually grow into healthier people. People who truly love themselves do learn that their love was appropriately placed. Learning to love yourself isn't easy. If it were, we would all be pros at it. <laughs> and mental health professionals would be out of jobs. However, I am living proof that it's possible. Taking it day by day and practicing these principles intentionally will eventually, over several weeks and months, make it automatic in your thinking and behavior. I would encourage you this love season to do at least one thing for yourself that makes you feel happy. If you'd like some ideas or if you'd like to get started on this self-love journey, you can get a copy of my book, The Princess Guide to Loving Yourself First, through the link in the description box. You can also get information there if you'd like me to work with you personally and guide you through the positive change process. Thank you again for watching. I'm so grateful for you and I appreciate you spending your time with me. If you found this helpful or insightful, please like, subscribe, share with your friends, and join me for another episode soon. Remember, if you'd like to have The Princess Guide you and have me work with you personally, you can log on to theprincessguide.com. That's theprincessguide.com.
Until next time, keep your crown on and stay on your throne. Yeah.